Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be motivated by your host, Reverend John Wheeler! Now shut up! You shut up! Sit down! Shut up! Shut up! Well, despite my better judgment, why is this happening? Hang on, what if I just click? There we go, there's nothing. All right, uh, this podcast is actually going to be about something, which I try to avoid for some reason, but it's unavoidable today. And the thing that this podcast is about is a recent mystery, a secret. Not even a mystery, because no one knew enough about it to really call it a mystery. It was more of a secret. You don't know what you don't know. That's a very true thing. Um... And I wanted to talk about how Pepsi secretly funded a cabal of plane hijackers led by Ray Charles, who was faking his blindness so that no one would ever really discover the Clearly. truth. Yeah. Like, you can't play the piano like that without being able to see where your fingers are going. It is, they, made, they made entire movies about it. The one with Jamie Foxx was fucking brilliant, and I love it. But I also love Star Wars, and that shit didn't happen. You know? <laughs> no, man, look at the way Ray Charles smiles when he plays the piano. That's the smile of a man that knows that you think he's blind when he's not, and he, he finds you to be a fool. And he'd be correct. Working for Pepsi, who's probably in the pocket of the Pentagon. The Pentagonal pocket uh, pussy. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm Maybe. sure they were. Because all the internet has been a buzz about where's my jet Pepsi. Or Pepsi, where's my jet? Where's... Yeah, and it's where's like... Where's my Pepsi jet? Where's my Pepsi jet? And I... Well, the thing here is, is like, I don't really know anything about that other than, like, uh, they must be talking about where's my, you know, airliner that Ray Charles stole and flew to Cuba or into a building. Maybe he uncovered the secret of how to how to fly a plane into a into a large skyscraper without dying, and he comes back, or... A bunch of fake Ray Charles's. Oh. Very possible. I mean, Pepsi has deep pockets. Let's not forget, when they were trying to uh, defeat Coca-Cola in the, in the Cola Wars, which was... Oh, God, I just figured it out. that uh, Ray Charles was the Pepsi, one of the Pepsi guys. You right. got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. Wait, you don't remember those commercials? Oh. I do remember. No, I do remember this those This would be, okay, so Meredith and I were talking about trying to rig uh, our podcasting thing up to be able to actually, like, pull that shit up, Jamie, with, like, a YouTube video. It takes a little bit of work. But it would have been great because there are, you know, one thing, I, my, the best thing about YouTube is not being a person that puts things on YouTube because it's an awful pointless nightmare, uh, and it's filled with ads, but it's also filled with old ads like any old if you want to see like mac tonight you know or you want to like watch like mac max hedrum sell bologna sandwiches in canada or arnold schwarzenegger sell like weird energy drinks in japan that are like if you drink this money it'll just start shooting out of your eyes and you'll be like whoa like they're <laughs> on youtube and it's great like they're all there for you to see and one of the things there for you to see is that there's like michael jackson doing like pepsi commercials like ray charles when he was like already like as established and rich as... It'd be like having... Like, if they were around, basically, Pepsi would have had the Beatles doing, like... Like, I mean, that's a hell of an ad budget. Like, the people they had... Even... It lasted all the way up in the early 2000s. Like, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. And Britney Spears 
there was, I don't know if it was like an interview or a little mini doc or something, but they were talking about how um, she, at that time, this is probably different now, but at that time, someone was asking her, it's like, oh, uh, you know, playing concerts and, and uh, royalties for songs and album sales and whatever. And she was just like, my contract with Pepsi fucking absolutely just blows that shit off the table as far as how much it pays. Like that, I was just like, and that was, I remember seeing that when I was younger and being like, learning a little bit about the music industry. She's just like, well, I could either like sell 20 million albums and get like one cent a piece for those, maybe, and then hope that I can sell then 20 million tickets on a world tour and maybe see what I, blah, 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 blah. Or I could just do three Pepsi commercials and make $20 million and then we're done. And it's like those other things are like, yeah, 20 million, 20 million, 20 million, but what am I getting out of that? Like $900,000 maybe. It was like, it wasn't her, it was her dad. It, yeah, and I mean, there's that whole thing. thing. Leave Britney alone and all, but <laughs> uh, all of that really was eye-opening where it's like, look, you, you, you can, I'll condense it. You can either sell 20 million, do- 20 million albums and hope for the best, or just go and make one Pepsi commercial and make $20 million. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Can you do that if you haven't sold 20 million albums that you got paid one cent a piece for? No, but that's how it all goes around. Um, and clearly Pepsi has that kind of money. Because again, Michael Jackson's, the thing where he burned himself was a Pepsi commercial. Yeah, I remember. Like, that's, like... I remember Ray Charles, too, but, you know... the. Coca-Cola yeah. existed, so it was just like, oh, wait. He's like, you got the right one, baby! Uh-huh! uh-huh. Like, yeah, and he uh-huh. had the uh-huh girls. There was, like, parodies of that shit. Like, in Living Color and Saturday Night... No, it was in Living Color, for sure. They had somewhat... It was like... For, I don't remember what the joke was. It was either a made-up thing, or it was like RC Cola. And they're like, we got the uh-uh girls for this one. <laughs> and they were just all scary and gross and getting into wow. fights and shit. Like, Living <laughs> 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 Color was fucking... That is aged like wine for the most part, but um, if you're going to have one white guy in your comedy show, as long as it's Jim Carrey, (laughs) (laughs) before he got super famous, you're doing great. The home of Fire Marshal Bill and Homie the Clown alike. (laughs) Terrifying stuff. Thank God for that television show. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, so what that clearly means is that Pepsi would have the money. To have an international, uh, you know, just Pepsi did 9-11 is what I'm saying. And you heard it here first. And I would rag on that even more, but we already had our 9-11 special where we called the 9-11 uh, Freedom Day Yacht Club food thing or whatever that was. And yeah, accused Queen Elizabeth of doing, yeah, we already, we've kind of gone over that. And I'm not, you know, as much as he's a bit of a. You know, uh, Trent Reznor is to my music career influence-wise as Tim Dillon is to my podcast career influence-wise. And I think he's talked about 9-11 and COVID enough for the both of us and a bunch of other actual real podcasters. And it's fine. We don't need to get into that. But no, the Ray Charles thing, I'll be completely honest, it's that I was trying to, for those of you that don't know, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're aware that it's also on YouTube because there's only a handful of uh, listener, listener, listeners. Um, although they, we do get listens on actual podcast service, so whatever, but (laughs) we do get a handful. Yeah. People listen to it at work and stuff. It kills the time and I, I get it. But, um, like for those of you that are maybe somehow unaware of that, 
you got to make thumbnails for your YouTube videos. And you can make, you can take a little, you know, you can take a clip out of the show, like a screenshot, or you can do whatever you want. Uh, my favorite thing has been using the AI image generator mid-journey to make up the frivolous and insane things that I think of. And with this podcast, I actually had an entire episode dedicated to mid-journey when it was brand new. That also, I believe at this point, has more views than like the next 10 popular ones down combined. Because No, it does not. On the uh, podcast? On, on the listening, you- yes, not YouTube. On, li- on listening, it fully does. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening. It super does because I think it's a more refined ear that's going through like podcasts searching for things rather than just like randomly on YouTube. Exactly. Yes. But uh, on the yes, on the on the audio only podcast, that one. Our is, most popular video, uh, well, podcast uh, video wise, is the uh, Vice documentary on the Boomer Colony. Really, out of all the podcast YouTubes, all that one's the highest. Yeah, because. Well, okay. the The OTEP Amsterdam one is like kind of doesn't count. You moved it, that. You moved that to something. I else. did move it to a different playlist. It doesn't exactly count. It's a, yeah, it's a, it is. That one is audio only, though. Vlog. You can listen to it. Yeah, the vlog of Eternal Stench. Vlog. 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 Yeah, because it's a video blog. Yes. Video log. I said blog at first and then corrected myself. Boglins. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, like. Every once in a while, I will still contribute to that, too. It was mostly an early attempt at some kind of weird idea. But the, I think you should go listen to the vlog, the vlog of Eternal Stench because the name, much like Rum Dumpster, it's like, just, just you know, give it a little of your time because the name is that good. It's the vlog of Eternal Stench. Even Jake liked it. Well, he's my age and he likes Labyrinth and stuff, so it makes sense. Um, it's shorter versions of your uh, basically hour-long podcast. Yeah, it was almost the, the <laughs> proto this. Uh, the proto this whenever I'm doing it by myself, uh, which isn't terribly often, which is good. It's better when you're here. Thanks. It's true. Yeah, I try. Yeah. So, all right. I, yeah, no. So to wrap that up. Uh, the Ray Charles plane hijacking conspiracy thing was I kept trying to figure out a way to use Midjourney to make a thumbnail for this. It has a trouble with the Pepsi logo, so it kind of like, but I'm also, I, I literally <laughs> am a Photoshop uh, video game, whatever. My, my actual like day job is to like make things in Photoshop. So it's like I could have augmented it to make it what it needed to be, but I was just like, no, let's see if, let's just see what it does. And I, so I, it was like, okay, like I wanted like a Pepsi logo on a plane flying into the Twin Towers. Like that was my original plan. But then it just kept not doing that right. But so I was like, well, who, okay, like what's connected to Pepsi? And my favorite memory of any of their ads is the Ray Charles one. It's like, I know they got Michael, J- I know they got all these people and stuff and it's great. But the Ray Charles one was so much more like, Taylor fit like he like he sang songs like exactly about it and the 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 girls in the gold sequin dresses like singing along with them were called like the uh uh-huh girls like it was like this whole thing like it was a whole fucking thing it was so much more like involved entire ad campaign or marketing well right but the michael jackson one it was just like michael jackson's so big that all you have to do is have him just like Dancing to Billie Jean and then sipping a Pepsi. You know what I mean? It's it's disconnected. And then you go like, ee-hee. Well, yeah, if you say it in the mirror, if you say Pepsi in the mirror three times, El Hee Hee shows up and yeah. touches your butthole. Mm. That's a, yeah. 
with his ET fingers, and that's what you don't want. So, but no, the, a lot of the other things were such a like crusty the clown level of commitment, I should say. Where it's like, ah, what is this for? It's like Pepsi. It's like, oh God. I thought it was for Coke. <laughs> Not the drink. Oh, I can't say that. You know, whatever. Like it's like Pepsi, huh? Uh, uh Krusty will just cut the part out where you're spitting it out. Good! I'm going on vacation. You know, whatever. Like yeah. that was what the rest of it felt like. Where it was just like Michael Jackson just be like, do 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 and then they like cut to like a guy that uh, looks a little like him that's backlit in profile and they just have him sipping on a Pepsi <sighs> or whatever and he's like <laughs> and his hair gets lit on fire and they're like yeah and that was it but Ray Charles would be like Pepsi is so good to me right girls are like that's right daddy Ray <laughs> it was like a whole fucking involved thing where he's like it is filled with monosodium glutamate but the government says it might not be that bad oh yeah and like oh, it was like wow. he was just like he was singing about Pepsi in a way that wasn't like, oh, we had him just singing and then we superimposed the Pepsi logo over it. Like, it was, it was, it, it almost feels like they came to him and they're like, I'm sure they backed up a dump truck full of money <laughs> into his yard. We're like, listen, we need you to do this. And we wrote a song for you to write and he was probably just like, can I, I'm, I'm going to write my own song about Pepsi. And like, he did. And so it was, it was like, so much more of it, or like it feels like it was like Ray Charles. Like I don't do anything halfway. That's why I'm Ray Charles. <laughs> like that's why I'm this famous. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna write the song. I'm gonna hire my own backup singers. Like they're gonna be the uh huh girls. And like he was probably telling Pepsi what was what. Like that. I feel like I'm probably wrong, but there's like this chance that they kind of came to him and he's like, I'm only gonna lend my name and voice and and, and whatever to things that I also feel like are a fun song. Because when you compare, like, his ad campaign to everything else, everything else just, again, felt like do whatever, and then we just put the Pepsi stamp on it at the end, where he was, like, singing, I, I don't know. Again, if, if we, uh, eventually we'll have a thing where we can, like, rig up a YouTube video thing and play it and, and scream about it. Um, and I don't even think it'll be that hard or whatever, but we just haven't done it yet. But... It felt so much more like he was involved that he is my favorite memory of that whole campaign. Like, I'm aware that there was other people. Again, like the Britney Spears interview and the Michael Jackson set his hair on fire thing and whatever. Uh, well, the Ray the Charles, most, those commercials, I fucking remember. The most, on, one of the most famous ones was Cindy Crawford. Oh, yeah. Where she just was like being all sexy in her sexy tank top, taking a swig out of. Pepsi. Yeah, I'd be like, you want to look like me? Uh, do this once a year. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh. no, there was that ad where everybody, they showed it on the... So, yeah, spoiler, this, this is going to not so much be about my made-up Ray Charles plane hijacking conspiracy and more about the thing that I named all the thumbnails and stuff to, to goad the algorithm. Uh, Pepsi Where's My Jet. And in that Netflix show documentary i guess uh they do show the ad where everyone in these dorky guys is high school or i think they did college because that's like safer really i thought it started out 
Well, just okay. So as far as the Cindy Crawford stuff, maybe I'm like confusing. No, no. Cindy Crawford was like deep in the whole Pepsi thing, like that. Yes, there was more than one ad with her, but the one they showed on the thing was one where every they like early '90s, mid '90s, probably, but like early like uh, a little bit of CGI and green screening and whatever was available back. I mean, I remember like Terminator Two was like. 1991, uh, Jurassic Park was 93, so by 95, 96, it was like, yeah, yeah there, there was computer, they could do some wild stuff, and there was this thing where, like, everyone on the, I think it was college campus, because, uh, again, that's safe, because it's like, yeah, at least are 18 and a half or 19, but then they could, I'm sure they wanted it to be high school, and they were just like, we all know what we want. Oh, we're we, talking about the, the this, ad. The ad, yeah. Okay. And everyone was Cindy, all like every every girl walking around their face was Cindy Crawford, or was Cindy Crawford, or whatever. Like, but then they were all wearing like Pepsi gear, and like it was a whole joke. Like, you notice something about the girls this semester? Oh, and it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're wearing all that cool Pepsi gear. <laughs> no, because you know what? And it was just like, oh, bet his friend is gay because he doesn't know and maybe he was but i don't know but here's the thing like you, variety is the spice of life if everyone was cindy crawford how exciting would that be not very you need all different shapes and sizes to get excited about the different shapes and sizes you just do so don't make fun of that guy in that commercial like i know the internet probably has or maybe they haven't but i'm just assuming i assume the worst out of people and guess what yeah, i'm normally yeah. right so like, i'm sure they were oh, yeah. shitting on that guy and he's just like I wouldn't notice everyone was Cindy Crawford. I would just be like, what kind of Stepford Wives bullshit did I wander into? I Stepford Wived into a big pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's terrifying. Uh, but it was funny. And it really, really, for some weird reason, reminded me of the Schmidt gay commercial with um, Farley and Adam Sandler. Do you remember the, the Saturday Night Live thing where they were like, it was like a beer commercial? But they were like spraying beer all over people and they were turning into like hot dudes with muscles and stuff. But it was just, it was sh- it's, it's hard to find Saturday Night Live shit. I mean, it is. Find, like, lock that shit down tight. And it's... I understand that now, like, thing, you know, things with the premises, ha-ha, people are gay, is not, you know, like, it's not funny, you know. It's not really funny. But, you know, like, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, I go, oh, these guys got her threes company. It's like, it, yeah, yeah, it's just silly now. Like, well, who cares? Yeah. However, I'm going to make a little space in my heart for just complete absurdity because complete absurdity is always like really great. And yeah. and to see Adam Sandler and Chris Farley, like a guy in a Speedo with muscles walk by and they like pull their like 80s sunglasses up and be like, whoa, <laughs> like it's almost uh... progressive in a way. <laughs> it's just like, oh, they're not being mean. It's just hilarious that, that it would be. Yeah, that straight guys would be doing that for any woman. They would, you know, it's like any anyone that you would lift your sunglasses for at the pool is gonna take you for everything you're fucking worth. So it's like it's not don't 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 give your money to an Instagram. Stop. Also, they're probably not gonna be at the pool you're at. No, like the unrealistic nonsense of it is the joke, and I feel like guys like Chris Farley actually understood that, and it's why, you know. And they didn't live long enough to be canceled. God bless him. Yeah. But uh, we can just therefore assume that the intentions were like, oh, the absurdity of it all is what makes the sort of flipped version funny. And it's why that, I wouldn't say that's aged terribly, 
because it's like, yeah, but the whole like Spuds McKenzie naked chick beer commercial thing is so fucking stupid. They just like make it run with dudes. Like it would be a, it would almost be funny now, but you got to give them the credit for doing that in like 1992 when yeah. no one wanted to hear that shit. Like actually, it's kind of amazing. It's like it's just like a <laughs> handsome man, and they're like, oh. But yeah, I don't know. I digress. Ads for things are terrifying and sexist and gross. Sarah Night Live's joke versions of them often were funny. Um, but our point here, wow, we have killed 20 minutes, almost getting to the point. I, mean, I mean, we stayed on point. No, we, I mean, we actually, for once, sort of have. Messy. Yes. Like, I could derail it about how you and my wife were crawling underneath cars in front of the neighbor's house trying to get a stray kitten <laughs> right before we started. Yeah, that's not that interesting. It isn't that interesting uh, because... It's, it's hard to catch a cat. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It was kind of a dumb idea, but whatever. We tried. Well, you were trying to get him out from under the cars. Uh, and that's to good. Get him so he, to get him so he wasn't running around the city and, like, going to get hit. Yeah. yeah. People go through these roads like... They do. It's a tiny little black kitten. I know. Such a beautiful altruistic... <laughs> like, the amount of cats and dogs that die in this irresponsible and partially impoverished neighborhood is a number we'd rather not think about. <laughs> but you just don't so want to we see we it. We were trying to help. Yes, you were trying to help. But and anyway, Pepsi, where's my jet? All right. Is it or is it where's my, no? Yeah, it's Pepsi. Where's my jet? I want to. I want. I want to talk about this because, like, for one, I'm in a new position in life where, as much as I almost have a job that sounds made up because it's that cool, uh, it is a job. But then also, like, I work around people and they 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 talk like you know, I'm not so much in isolation like I have been before and. Um, you know, the, so you have that whole coworker effect of everyone's talking about this, everyone's talking about that, and everyone was talking about uh, Graham Hancock's thing on Netflix, which we should almost make a show about that at some point. Um, uh, about how the ancient apocalypse, okay. about how the the ice age it really is starting to look like there was not like flying cars and shit, but there was like an advanced agrarian civilization before the Ice Age, and the Ice Age was a, a major thing that set people back. But, like, it's not that we started after it, it's that we started before. It's like, you know, and, and then that makes all the stuff they found, like Gobekli Tepe and stuff, they're like these 20,000-year-old advanced with aqueducts and shit civilizations they found buried. We're like, oh, my God, like, we've been at this longer than we thought we were, and we got set back by this major event or whatever. Um... But that's that's a thing for a different time because like you should watch that and I have more episodes to watch of it. I haven't gotten all the way through it. Yeah, because it's it's a long, but it's great. I've I've liked Grant Hancock for like a long time. Like he was one of those guys where I uh, he wrote this book called Fingerprints of the Gods, and I think I had mentioned this to you before. Where it was like a very like there was no internet, you know, in the early '90s or whatever. But there was a library, and if you were a nerd and you were interested in weird shit. You'd be like, oh, here's a guy who thinks that, like, before the pyramids, there was even, you know, more advanced people and that the Sphinx was there, like, before they showed up and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I'm going to read this book. Like, that was life back, you know, as you get the anarchist cookbook, you get the fingerprints of the gods. 
And then a few short decades later, you'd start smoking weed and listening to the Joe Rogan experience, and you just everything just fits together. Mm. But yeah, I know. But it, 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 that that is a real thing. Um, but the other thing was the people I work with, the glass blowers, and my sort of weird Willy Wonka squirrel nut guy office up above them. People uh, have been screaming about Pepsi. Where's my jet? which is a thing on Netflix about how Pepsi again, we were already kind of screaming about this, but like Pepsi was the upstart, right? Like Coca-Cola was the first cola. Like the idea of soda pop did not exist before them. Like, and we're talking like the late 1800s, like early 19, like Coca-Cola invented Santa Claus. <laughs> like they did, like they didn't invent, St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas, yeah. the way, you know, the old school, the guy that was fighting the Krampus or whatever. Like, they didn't invent, like, that entirely conceptually. That was people on mushrooms, and that's another matter for Graham Hancock to work out. But uh, the, the, They invented the old man with the beard. And the also the fat. Skull. Like, the original St. Nicholas is always, like, a tall, like cardinal like the like someone from fucking like a ghost album <laughs> like just like but that or uh, the great the Catherine the great show that we've been watching on hulu um have you watched that no the great's very good okay huzzah um oh i'll look into it it's it's yeah it's about the lady that marries the emperor of russia and the that Guy is played by the guy who plays Beast in X Men First Class, and he's very funny. And everybody is a terrible Russian person. There's this Rasputin-y Archbishop guy that's like sneaking around. But anyway, like Santa Claus is always like that guy. He was like a creepy Archbishop. Like he was like in red robes, and he was like this tall, bearded man. And Coca Cola invented the fat, oh, jolly. So, so he was like the uh, uh, in Christmas Carol, the one in the eighties, the big tall guy with the beard. He was that guy. With was the that big the, red robes the Christmas present? Christmas present, yeah. Ghost, that was. That or was he? Pa- who was past? Because okay, future was like the Grim Reaper. Past was the woman. If you depending on which one you saw. Um, what about the Disney one with like where Jiminy Cricket was in it and Scrooge McDuck? Who <laughs> was? Because I always thought present was the big jolly Holly Santa Claus guy. Yeah. Who was past though? Or was the he past? The like no, he wasn't past. The woman with like Is this a Mandela Stevie effect? Stevie Nicks woman. Was I don't there know. no Christmas past? Christmas is just we're in the Christmas oh, matrix. If you watch the one starring George C. Scott, the one that I like, it's got the woman, she's the past, the big huge tall beardy guy is, is the, present. the present, and then the ghost is the of the future is the like really creepy, honestly freaky, like just ghost sheep ghosts with the like big finger that's like yeah yeah he's he's dead death is the future there um yeah fuck okay so hang on what was i talking about uh yeah we're talking about pepsi but i got excited about like no the christmas visualize what santa was before coca-cola oh coca-cola invented yeah coca-cola invented the american red fat jolly santa claus man he was probably based off uh, like sinterklaas and saint nicholas and all these people but then also based off of like some interpretation of charles dickens's christmas carol where either the ghost i guess of present or whatever it was like the big indulgent fat i guess that would make sense like 
Scrooge was in an industrialized, early industrialized Dickensian era or whatever. And so it's like the past would have been some sort of bizarre gift of the Magi, Nazareth, but also maybe like mushroom farmers in the in the, the Swiss Alps or something, whatever, like the original Christmas, what all that craziness. And the Christmas present would be like, a, you know, a fat man with a big beard is like a, a successful man at that time, right? Like, it's like, oh, 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 we have everything we can eat. Suckling pig, lime-flavored tarts, brandy wine, and <laughs> lard biscuits, and whatever the fuck, like that guy, that big fat bearded, I own a railroad and I have all the food. Like, so yeah, that's Christmas present then, and then Christmas future as you start to slowly rot away and die of a combination of old age and syphilis at 52. This is the grim like that's the things from ghosts that come in shadows and drag you. Yeah, that's that's what those are. The shadow of the guy in RoboCop with the skin hanging off him from the toxic waste, which is what those are. Um, I figured that out. So like, yeah. So the Christmas present would be you know, so if you know the 1950s Don Draper ad Coca-Cola World would be like, yeah, just like a big husky bearded man, a man who has plenty, fat enough to survive the winter, and then some, I'd say, and you know, wise with his beard, yeah, just like a conglomerate or whatever. But anyway, so like Coca-Cola was the first cola; it had cocaine in it until they ruined it, and it was also had like red wine in it too. Like the original version was like carbonated blow in red wine. Like that's <laughs> like what that With was. A hint of pepper. I don't know. A little, and, and and yeah, and then they invented Santa Claus, and they just like ruled the entire world until Pepsi was like, oh, "We're the cool kids, and it tastes like soap." Yeah, and that's. Wow, that is what happened, isn't it? That's yeah, because exactly Pep- like, Coke were isn't the like next generation of cool things. Because Coke is old; it's for old people, and you don't want that. Yeah, they they want they want booze want, and cocaine, and that's be, it's the eighties now. That's not hip. Wait a minute, you but yeah, be like sexy, like Cindy Crawford. You do, and, and Rodney Dangerfield was probably involved. I don't know if he was, but Michael Jackson was. A lot of musicians. Yeah. A lot of musicians, oh, they yeah. just had this giant advertising budget. It's fucking insane. And I love it, too. Like, I love literally, like, this upcoming... Up, it's Sunday right now. This upcoming week at work, like, one... I think it's going to be on Thursday. Like, part of my... Someone found a weed influencer that's, like, a big fan of the stuff that where I work makes and whatever. And she's going to come in and I'm going to like film her tour of like the glass blowing facility Ooh. and everything like that and whatever. And I'm That'll like, Oh my God. And it's like, just, I always want to reflect for a moment on how lucky they are that I wandered into this place. Like I know exactly how to make the most out of this and uh, whatever. But like, but in its little way, that's that Pepsi ish thing where it's like, Oh yeah. Having, having that celebrity endorsement is like, huge like we live in a different world now but back then it was yeah it was ray charles and Cindy crawford and michael jackson and yeah who no one was hip enough with the young kids in the mid 90s like a 90 year old ray charles was that old he was no he wasn't no he lived to be pretty old though like how old would he have been in the mid 90s 60s i think he, i think he was in his 60s i thought he was one of those guys that got 
into his 80s, didn't he? I thought Ray Charles lived kind of like a really long time. I don't know. To me, he always looked old. So, because well, yeah, growing up, it's how we know an adult. So it's uh, that is. <laughs> we watched that 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 it was better than the Johnny Cash one, the Ray documentary. They came yeah. out of this thing with Jamie Foxx and Ray Charles. It was really good. But I, I feel like he, like it doesn't really matter. I just the it's like a Simpsons joke where they talk about how like. They make fun of people uh, saying that little kids are attracted to tobacco because of Joe Camel, which was like the fucking. He's like he's like a cartoon, like. But they in the Simpsons they were like he was like now if you'll excuse me I'm late to my pool game at the jazz club. It's like kids like that, right? Yeah, like kids in 1991 love pool and jazz, don't they? <laughs> and you know. Yeah, it's like they were definitely marketing cigarettes to kids, but also, as we know, whenever there's a problem, there's always like a giant overshoot of that problem. We're just like Joe Campbell is for children. Like he's gross. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? It's like he's not a Power Ranger. He's a camel that smokes. <laughs> and he hangs out with Hugh Hefner, who's like a hundred, and he's like, I get a lot of blowjobs, and kids are like, I want to listen to Britney Spears. Go away. <laughs> and then Pepsi was like, What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Britney Spears. Also, how'd you like to win a Harrier jump jet, kid? Oh, Which yes. is again what the whole thing we're supposed to talk about is. About so okay right. This podcast has a vague premise. However, if you did click on the thumbnail or get it suggested to you because of the algorithm, thirty-three minutes is a hell of a wait to really get into a review of the show. Uh, if you wanted to review the show, I think you shouldn't want that though. I think you should want to hear us talk about things that we think are funny because I think we're great, and you should just go, "What a cool take." As I drive the forklift at work and wear headphones, this is the right one, baby. Uh huh. <laughs> like I, <laughs> the Ray Charles conspiracy was a way to lure you in, because as we all know, most of my fans are QAnon followers. No, that's not true. I'm kidding. So that's the wrong one, baby. Uh huh. <laughs> and now I am getting to that point where you were sort of right. Where I don't remember what we were talking about before we started. But here's what I should say: are like. As far as the show, the Netflix show, Pepsi Where's My Jet, and you should watch it. And you should listen to this when you're like, I have questions that are yet unanswered. Maybe I'll find them on the internet, and then you come here. Whatever you're getting on about, why don't you just give it a quick quick lowdown on what what it's about. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going to immediately just start to... Talk about your opinion of how it was filmed or whatever. No, I that's never a, know. I never know it with you. So I, I just actually you're right on the money. That was what I was gonna do. But yeah, I, I know. I can't <laughs> fucking sense it. But that's it would be wrong okay. to not at least give like, whoever the hell is listening an idea of what this is about. There was a contest back in the mid nineties. Yes, ninety five. Where it was earn Pepsi points, get Pepsi shit. So the more Pepsi you bought, the more Pepsi points you earn. You could uh, look through this catalog and whatever, and get T-shirts and visors and ooh visors because visors were popular in the nineties. Um, what else? I don't know. Posters. I have no idea. Yeah, crap. 
But anyway, crap to uh, fill your house up with that if it survived and no one else got one might be worth like 900 bucks on the internet if you're super lucky. But the the thing is is the way they advertised it. <sighs> yeah, that led to trouble. And, and that's that is where you can explain from here. No, I definitely can. So the um yeah. So yeah, they made this, there's this Netflix documentary about this thing that I remember. I remember the exact commercial too. Do you remember seeing it? Did you? I want to know because I fully, once I actually, I heard, heard about it from my coworkers, but when they, when I watched the documentary and they showed the kid like Pepsi shirt, leather jacket, da da da, I'm like, I, I fucking remember this actual thing. No, honestly, I, I can't remember, but the, the story about the jet like didn't sound like I'd never heard it before but I I wasn't really too familiar with the story uh, so that commercial must have not have been on for very long well it well yeah they ran into some trouble but also like that does like you know our age difference isn't that huge but a, you know a couple two three years back then went for a lot so it's like I remember it but probably because I was like watching. TV unsupervised, and you might have been just a little bit young. Because I remember it being on a lot. I remember that fucking commercial. I remember kids talking about it at school. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, if it My was... wife was two, I think. <laughs> so, like, uh -huh. but, uh, yeah, I do remember it. I did see it. So it was like, okay, so here's the thing. So Pepsi ran these these this contest commercial thing. They had all these, you know, they had all these celebrity people. They had all this shit going on. And then they were like, we're going to do a thing where you get Pepsi points. Every time you buy a Pepsi, you get a point. You want a Pepsi belly, you got to pay for it. You get a point. I did and already explain this. Th and that's, yes. So. You need to talk about the jet. No, I do. And the ad. So the ad itself, the commercial that they ran on American television for all to see, and I saw it, was like this cool kid in a mullet. Look at that smoke ring. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, it was like this cool kid with a mullet. And he was like walking out of his room. And it was all like militaristic. So by the way, the jet thing was not even like an afterthought. It was like clearly like built in. It was like. Like that's the music. And the kids, he's like puts on a Pepsi t-shirt. And it goes. Like little X-Files like numbers across the thing. Like Pepsi t-shirt. 10 Pepsi points, like Pepsi leather jacket, like a hundred Pepsi points. Like what he puts on his leather jacket and he's going, and then he like a bunch of other shit happens. And then he like gets in like a Harrier jump jet and it like flies and like lands on the lawn of the school or whatever. And he's just, uh, you know, it says, he says like, it's better than the bus. And then it goes like Harrier jump jet, like seven, seven I think million, 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 seven million Pepsi points. Like, Oh my God, that's so many. And that's like funny, like that. That's like a Pepsi ad. But what the what the documentary thing is about is that some over overachiever. I'm gonna make something out of myself, kid. Which I I did. I feel like I'll circle back. I do want to say that like this is my generation, right? So it's like in '95, I was 14, late '95, 15. You know, I was born in 1980. So it's like I was in high school. Like, I didn't want to take the bus. I'd love to take a Harrier jet. And um, I do actually even kind of remember 
I swear to God, I don't know. This might be like a Mandela. This might be like a false memory just because I want this to be true. But my dad, I think I saw that commercial and I think I said something about it to my dad. Like, I swear to God. Like, something for a Harrier jet. Because, like, there was no, this is the whole point of the documentary. There's no disclaimer. There's no, like, yeah, haha, but you can't actually do this or whatever. Um, there's nothing. It just says 7 million points. Like, okay, that's a lot. Um, and I hope this memory is real and my dad won't remember if it is real and I don't remember it if it is real, but I swear at one point we were watching TV together, like probably watching the Simpsons or something and that commercial comes on. I was just like, would you think they'll really give him a jet? Like there's no like thing at the bottom. Cause I swear to God, I remember that like that. I'm pretty sure is real where I was just like. Normally, when there's like a Sega Genesis commercial and they're like, you know, fucking Christy Brinkley won't actually blow you. Sega! You know, or whatever. It's like, because their commercials were always intentionally really gross. Like, like cool kids who model suck their dicks play Sega. Ugh. And like, okay. And they're like, just kidding. At the bottom. Uh, but this didn't have that, right? And I was just like, is that? I mean, it's funny, but like, it just says it. And I swear to God, you know, like... I want this to be true so badly, but I almost paused my dad. I was like, they're never going to give you that jet. Like, and my dad wasn't like that kind of like, you're never going to get that. Like, he wasn't like a New York, you know, wacky Jewish dad from like an 80s TV show. But like, he was the kind of guy that would be like, like if something was stupid, like he would react in that way. And I swear, it was just like, they're never going to give him that jet. It's like, that's a joke. Like, they didn't put it on there. Like, well, they might get in trouble. I don't know. I felt like we were very, as, me as a youngster was very aware of like, oh, they're going to get in trouble because someone's going to get that, but it's too many points to get. So it's like, whatever. Well, somebody, by I think his name was actually John, <laughs> uh, thought that they could obtain those points. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, spoiler, like, they don't get a Harrier jet, not to ruin it, but I just, okay, so there's this Netflix show, let's just, let's just review the show real quick, this will help lead into the, the point, so we know, We're okay. good, I've, I've said what I needed to say. So. Okay, so, <laughs> but, so there's this Netflix show about that, right, okay. And we know what the premise is, and I've shared personal anecdotes and whatever, so it all works out. Uh, but I want to say I think it was three things about the show. One, the show is beautiful, okay? Like, if you're a video editor, After Effects guy, or, like, whatever, it's like the show is, like, you know, it's gorgeous, like, in that gross way or whatever. It's like... They captured the the time the way Mad Men captured, like, the 60s. Like, it's, inc you know, I don't want to say it's that good, but, like, they kind of did. You know, it's like, A, there's a lot of really cool, like, shitty, like, 90s After Effects things where it's like, it looks like a comic book frame is going, D -d 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 -d. like, that's great. Good job, VFX guys. But then just also when they do the reenactments or whatever, like, the way the, 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 the color treatment on the film looks the way that he's like, Oh, I went into a convenience store and I found out you can get Pepsi points. You can just mail them in instead of buying Pepsi or whatever. Um, you know, it was like this 
claustrophobic wood paneled convenience store with like neon lights on the wall. Like it, it wasn't like it's going to be the nineties. So it looks like the matrix and it's all cool or whatever. Like the, when I was a kid, the nineties looked like 1985 still, you know, it was like just brown plaid wallpaper and wood paneling and green carpet and John Candy wearing a sweater and just neon signs and just like it all like the, the mid nineties, because like we didn't live in New York or LA or whatever. And so the mid nineties in the Midwest looked like 1985 in the movies and 1985 in the movies even still was just 1979. Like yeah. it was just this ugly green, orange, wood grain, neon sign, cramped thing, brown plaid, yellow lights. Have you ever seen yellow light? Like, no, you, of course you have. The sun is yellow. I think I meant brown light. There was a joke I made about Levi. You've just seen, like, a lamp covered in years and years of tobacco? Yeah, like a light bulb <laughs> made out of cigarettes. Like, that is what the real 90s looked like, because that's what the real 80s looked like. And the 70s. And because that's what the late 70s looked like, yeah. Like, just, you know, poverty makes it so, like, you don't live, like... It's rare to live in the future. Like, how rich you have to be to live in the future. And it's like, but you still have to be, like, you have to be way upper middle class and on, like, a coast to live in the decade you even actually live in. Like, here, like, there was malls. We did the first mall. Like, the Southdale Mall was the first mall. Eden Prairie. No. That's where they filmed Mall Rats, but that was the first No, but Eden Prairie one. was the first mall. I thought, uh, whatever. I, no, I was always Southdale. This has nothing to do with Pepsi. Everything to do with Pepsi, because the important thing about the doc... All right, okay. So, the documentary is beautiful. Like, the look of it, it was, like, just this perfect, disgusting, sad, like, the great outdoors-looking, you know, version of how we're, like, one and a half decades behind everything. Um, but the second, the second thing is I hate the people you're supposed to root for in it. Like, as an actual review of the show, not a, a review of Pepsi and the review of capitalism that this will be, but the review of the show is I dislike the main characters. Like, the the main, the boy, we, we have your boy. The boy. He seems fine as an adult, although he's still like, like, a, like a, a, a crew cut, fucking guy that goes and experiences things like i hate people but the he would have been like approximately my age around and i remember guys like that kids like that from when i was in like high school or whatever and it was like we're gonna make it go get our kids and i hated that i felt like they were they were like real people born out of a trope right like in the, in the early 90s, there was such a trope of, like, aren't kids so smart now? Aren't they so smart? It'd be like a Kool-Aid commercial where, like, the little girl would be like, actually, Kool-Aid only has 10 grams of sugar where Coca-Cola has 25. And the moms are just like, they're so smart these days. Like, they did something right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it, it, it was just... And there was a commercial on... There's, like, I was watching something on YouTube, and there's, like, a... I don't, know, I don't know if it's Geico, but it's like a, a car payment commercial or something where there's like the lady has a daughter that's selling Girl Scout cookies and she has like a Bluetooth. It's like 10 boxes. We can swig it. Like, she's good. It's like, don't oh, yeah. get your capitalism all over our children. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate that little kid gonna make it thing because it's like, look, you just, you, it doesn't work. Like, and I understand that like I, I had chased an impossible dream and still managed to be okay and I'm very grateful. But like, 
The people that even chased boring wealth often failed. And it was the most depressed. Like, so, like, this kid's like, he had a bunch of paper routes, and he was going to blah, 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 and he was into networking, and he was going to find a way to get that jet. Like, he was like, wait, Pepsi? That jet's $30 million. I need a jet. Whatever. No, hang on. Let me finish my hatred for these for these kids. But they were always, they always just ended up, like, I, I don't know how I knew this, but at, like, 11 years old, like, I would be screwing around and maybe sort of discovering my boner and whatever. <laughs> but there'd be people who would just be like, like, no, see, here's what I'm going to do. It's like, my dad owns this uh, company that puts siding on houses locally. And it's like, what I can do is, once I get my paper out, I can, I can invest in a share of a, and I'm like, I don't want to hear this. Like, and you're not going to do anything. You're either going to inherit your dad's shingle business and mow lawns or whatever. Or it's like best case scenario. You, like, you're just not going to be this like Spuds McKenzie millionaire. You're just going to be a mid-level executive with a little bit of hair and a corner office that was cool when you first got it. But now it's a prison that women go home with out of pity. And it's just, I don't know how I felt that at 12, but I did. I think reincarnation is real. And like, I just knew and these kids bug the shit out of me. It's like, stop trying so hard. And you're like, oh, but you know, no one likes it when other people try. It's like the monkey that tries to escape, they all hold them down. Like, I'm not that monkey. I'm just saying that it's like sad and delusional and weird to be born into the same poverty as I was and be like, dude, at least waste your life trying to become a drug dealer or a rock star. Like, don't be like, I'm going to make it big selling lawnmower parts because, see, I get them from the dump and I can resell them after fixing them or whatever. And it's just like, Cool, like we both have the same size or house. I'm gonna save up fucking points from yeah. buying a bunch of Pepsi and get a Harrier jet. Yeah, so yeah, here and okay. Then I'm gonna contact my like somehow rich friend that I found that's like I don't get like some kind of sugar daddy. They met on the they met on a mountain because he did, was a mountain guide or some shit. Did they explain how he's friends with this by the way, that other guy, the guy with the money reminds me of a character from Tiger King. Um and it will remind you of that too if you watch this. But yeah, how do you remember how they like? I they met through like he was a the kid was a guide on some mountain. Oh, and he was like a rich guy that was yeah, using the was, guide. Or, yeah, or something like that, and they became friends. I don't know. That's really weird to me. Uh, it is. A, you know, like a twenty-two-year-old becomes friends with like a forty-four-year-old, like. I mean, I don't know. In that situation to where that guy is going to end up giving you like $700,000. Like, yeah. Why would he do that? No, there's a creepy underbelly to this show that needs to be... There was, that, there was some shit that just was not explained. No, because like, they brushed the fuck over it. Like, But they re- sure did waste a whole fuckload of time of them being on a goddamn mountain. Like, I was like, let's get back to like the, the, the fucking point, which was like the jet. And what did you do? And it was like, all these guys are just going to go present day to Antarctica and climb a fucking mountain. Yeah, it was glib. It was, it was, the thing is, is that they, I don't know, like, they brushed over it in that way where you know that, like, there was something shittier than that going on. Because, like, (laughs) the... Look, I'm pretty manipulative, and I, at this point, I basically work in advertising, and, and like I, at so it's hard for me to ignore stuff that's very obvious like that. Where that when the show glossed over it, and like I, I watched them. That's why I was hoping that like, did you catch something I didn't? Did I just space out for a while? Because yeah, I didn't get real. But no, like that's the thing. Like they, they were like, so I called her out. 
and no one else would take my calls. But then there was this other rich guy, and he was like, all right, I think you maybe have an idea. Hey, we're going to move on. Okay, the show's happening now, and it's like, whoa. whoa. And now we're going to go and what is all... Pepsi and get this jet. And fine. And well, that, that's, oh yeah, let me skip ahead for one second. I can't believe we like have like nine minutes left. But like, uh, here's the thing. I hate the main characters for like a litany of reasons that I wish to circle back to momentarily. But also, they were right. Like, they were annoying, churlish butt munches who were just like, oh, this is an opportunity, and I wouldn't be even believe it if they said no. You knew. And you were fucking that old man. Like, I don't know. Like, something was wrong there. But I, it, the point being, though, is that they were right. Like, Pepsi, like, they fuck. Like, there was law. There's an episode of Mad Men where, like, they talk about how false advertising is illegal by, like, the federal government. So, like, Peggy couldn't show, like, a briefcase being thrown off the Eiffel Tower and being okay because it would be destroyed. And that's, like, fake. And it's, like, so that was, like, the 60s and this was the 90s. This is 30 fucking years later. And they're, like, and this jet is this mini. And there's no, you know, like, every ad you see is always, like, oh, like, you won't actually get a free tiger with this or car can't actually fly or like whatever <laughs> like it always says something yeah when they show it it shows it like all the time and i don't know that like this wasn't the first time that happened like this isn't the fountainhead of like no, oh Pepsi fucked up before in the Philippines. yeah hardcore. yeah 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 there was a whole part by the way if you watch this show there's a whole part about how they were like promising they'd give away all this money and then, like, they didn't, and then people in the Philippines... And by the they way, rioted. like... They yeah. were fucking rioted, and... And that's what you do, because... Fuck so here's the thing, like, if somebody... I have too much to lose... Like, if someone was like, you won a million dollars, I'd be like, great. And then they're like, no, you didn't. I'd be like, well, okay, I'm gonna call a lawyer, I guess. But it's like, I'm living in a situation where taking one of my assault rifles and all of my knowledge of explosives and weak points on buildings and shit like that to like go and you know like what it's not worth it for me because i would probably get in trouble i'd get caught you know i'd be like you can't just go like die hard this fucking skyscraper full of mostly people who weren't part of this decision like you can't do that john like okay (laughs) but if you go to like the philippines and we're like we are not you know we're not giving you a nicer car in your second boat we're we're lifting you out of the hell that you live in jk those people are going to kill you (laughs) like they're just like we thought for a minute we were going to get food and then we didn't and now we're going to eat you literally spending money their food money to buy pepsi shit to see if they would win this million dollars. Yeah, it was some actual Willy Wonka shit, like from the seventies movie. <laughs> just like, uh, yeah. it's like we bought chocolate bars and we won't have to live in the sewer anymore. Like, yeah, that's what was going on there, and yeah, they were like, it's just, it was a fascinating documentary to me because I obviously have these huge opinions about like little like like, paper route business starting, grade grubbing, clever angle fucking... And it's so sad, those kids. Because 
if they had those instincts and their parents owned like an, you know, I don't know, like an emerald mine in South Africa, like they'd probably <laughs> own a bunch of rocket ships and have a bunch of complete morons going, he's good at business and science when it's actually neither. Uh, but instead, they just like went to Richfield High School and I'm just like, yeah, good. Like, you know, my, my plan to get as famous as I could before somebody killed me in my early 30s was actually not terrible because I ended up where I am now. But, God, just devoting your whole life to, like, we're going to make it. Like, no, you're not. And Pepsi was just fraying on those people. And that, that, that's, like, again, someone who works in both creative and sort of in advertising, I really felt for on this documentary, the creative director guy, being like, well, we were going to just have, like, say it's like 7 billion Pepsi points or some shit like that, or 700 million. Some amount you couldn't get. Because, you know, like, early in the early in this documentary, they showed, they were like, oh, we're going to try to buy that much Pepsi because $7 million worth of Pepsi or whatever it was uh, was still worth, a you know, a $35 million Harrier jet or whatever. It's like, okay, it was like a good... ROI, and then you have this thing that's worth a lot of money that you can do whatever with. But then they were like, oh, you can just buy the points for pennies on the dollar or whatever. And it was like, oh, yeah, well, now it's $700,000. And that being the reality meant that, like, that's not really that many. I mean, it's a lot, but to get a $30 million jet, it's like I could probably just call and just be like, hello, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> do you have $700,000? Because I have an idea, and you better believe they would. And I would have probably marked it up a little bit. I would have been like, do you have $1.6 million? Because <laughs> that's the minimum required Pepsi points to get the... Oh, I would have been selling jets to the Middle East. That would have been good. They have the money. Yeah. Fuck this country. But yeah, so like... But anyway, they were like, oh, we found a way to do it for 700000 or whatever. So it was like so much less than the $35 million price tag or whatever. And somebody, and I guess this ends up being almost like the final thought, but it's like someone told the advertising guys, the people who are basically me at this thing, that like, no, 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 it can't be like 7 million or 7 billion or 7 Googleplex or like whatever the fuck that it should have been. It should have just been 7 with a bunch of zeros that go off the edge of the screen so your imagination says it's even more than you think it is, which, by the way, is both safe legally and funny. How often is those two things the same thing? Very infrequently. They're like, this is the safe bet liability-wise. Also, it's the funniest thing we could do. Those are never the same two things. <laughs> It's never like this is actually well, kind of... Because in a way, they were trying to be cunning and they wanted to sell more Pepsi. They I wanted know. to make kids think that that was attainable. But then they also were playing the card of like, no one would ever think that that's real. Who would ever think that you could get a jet, you know? Yeah, they I mean, got... Yeah, really. But They got know. caught in their own bullshit of going like, like the smart and safe thing to do would have been to make that exact same ad because it's like it's famous enough where I even remember it before the controversy. Uh, I recalled it, and it was like a cool idea and it was fun, and they were the upstart selling. You know, like cola is gross, and they're selling their even grosser one uh, that tastes like dish soap and never had cocaine in it. At least with Coke, you're like, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> like the ghost of Christmas future might still come. Yeah. But like, 
the idea that they needed to go shysty with it, like, oh, let's make it attainable so that people go, we can do this. Like, again, when Cookie Crisp was giving away a Sega Genesis, and it's like, it was only at that point when I learned that the cereal that was like, my parents wouldn't normally let me have because it was cookie flavored tasted like fucking shit. <laughs> like, like Lucky Charms and C-3PO's and like fucking Fruity Pebbles. Did you Pebbles. have Cookie Crisp in the 80s though? No, because this would have been in the 90s. Was it better? Yes. Because I... Because it was did, bad. I just... I remember having it as a, a little, little kid when I was still in Iowa. So this was then like 1988. Um... And it, it was really good. And then I remember buying it years and years later and be like, why is this ass? Why does this taste like ass? It's just so is that the, the, is that's the ass I ate? And like how years later, like the 90s the or 90s, like yeah. 2000s? Okay. Oh, not quite that. Like, no, okay. Okay. Like, okay. It would have been the mid 90s probably. I'd be like, oh, Cookie Crisp is back. I would, you know. Was it gone? I think it, I don't know. Like I was so young, you know. In that transition, I never okay okay okay. back. You know, it just it was. I just had noticed it again. I don't know if there was a break. If it went away for a while, and they you know redid the recipe, whatever. But uh, yeah. It, well, they definitely redid the recipe. If it was ever good, it it just tasted like. What did it taste like? It tasted like being sick or something. No, like it just tasted it, like it like, just tasted like the, the fucking like styrofoam filling. Yeah, well, that's in not good. The in you know styrofoam peanuts with like a hint of like the fake chocolate that you get with those cereals. It just was. It tasted like a headache. Like it wasn't good. Like it tasted like those like generic big fat Cheetos that are just nasty. Like it just the <laughs> yeah, cheese puffs along from those like. Lines, yeah. But like not cheese, but like if cookies was cheese. Yeah. Sugary it would, cheese. Yeah, and I'm like, that's probably the entire reason they're like, we'll give you a Sega Genesis if you eat this fucking puke because it's no longer good. But I, I, I don't know. There's an irony. It's like, cause I think my folks are taken in by the ad campaign that it's a bowl of actual cookies or something, which every kid thought it was. And maybe, you know, fuck it. In the early 80s, late 70s, whenever that came out, it probably just was. It was like John Belushi's Saturday Night Live commercial for, like, little chocolate donuts for that energy you need in the morning. And he was, like, a fat Olympic pole vaulter or something. Do you remember that one? No. There was this old, old SNL fake when John Belushi was alive. I, I didn't watch it. No, no, no. I've only ever seen it in, like, YouTube or whatever. But, like, it was just, like, it's like little chocolate donuts. And it was, like, just, like, a it looked like the Wheaties box with just, like, a big fat guy oh, in the wait, cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen They were just okay. dumping, like, yeah. chocolate donuts into a bowl. And they're like, I hope we achieve my yeah. best. And he's just, yeah. like, just sweating and, like, probably, like, having a heroin overdose, like, on the commercial. But it, it fit with the narrative, so it was okay. But, yeah. So here's the thing that we've learned about Pepsi. One, they were funneling money into the pockets of Ray Charles so he could hijack jetliners. Two, they taste like dish soap and they're gross. Three, I don't like kids who were my age in the 90s that thought they were going to be big business people or whatever because I was some weird combination of jealous 
disinterested and or could somehow see the future like Christopher Walken in the dead zone and just knew that they were just going to be these horrible fat failures or some boring job. And if like you chase your dreams, that's like still where you can end up anyway. So like why waste your childhood? And it made me feel gross. And three. You already did three. Five. (laughs) 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 Um... Don't ever listen to anyone that tells you that if you have a job and you're making up a number to be funny, that a smaller number is going to be funnier because some annoying little kid and some guy that looks like he was from Tiger King or something are going to sue you and they're going to lose, but eventually it'll be on TV and I'm just gonna have to make a podcast about it and i don't want to the reverend john wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words actions or ideas of its host guests or listeners though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action neither reverend john nor the alchemical cocktail lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own if anyone ever tries to sue this podcast Black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.